0: Hello, everyone, and welcome into 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Drew Creisman. As always, I'm excited to be talking Colorado Rockies baseball with you today, though not a whole lot of actually talking Colorado Rockies baseball with you today because I've got a special guest on the show. Uh, <clears throat> apologies, you can you maybe hear it a little bit there for, for those of you who are regular listeners to the show wondering why this is the first episode this week. Been a bit under the weather which doesn't uh, translate well to doing podcasts a lot of the time when your voice doesn't sound great. So I was really glad that I'm hoping I'm mostly past it, but I was able to chat with Colorado Rockies minor league outfielder, Brenton Doyle uh, today, and I was able to get that recorded Unfortunately, a uh, couple of technical issues, we weren't able to get the best audio quality, It is just had to end up recording a phone call, so it is, uh, it is a little rough, but honestly, I think it came through nicely, one or two moments where he had some background noise, but hopefully, you will still be able to enjoy the interview. As it was, uh, a little bit of information on Brenton, just so you know, going in, he just turned 24 years old uh, a month ago. He's at the Double A level there for the Hartford Yard Goats right now. <clears throat> um, and and I want to make a note here because you know we have to retrain our brains, those of us who are regular analysts and. Fans who are used to saying, "Okay, 24 double A, that's a a little bit old for the level, isn't it?" And, and before the pandemic, that would definitely have been true. But we got to remember that a lot of these guys, actually all of them, who were who were just in the minors, lost an entire year, right, uh, of development. It's also worth noting that. Uh, Brenton has jumped up a level each year that he's had the chance to play. So his rookie season, he was drafted uh, in the fourth round of the June 2019 draft. Uh, He was taken by the Rockies, obviously, with the overall 129th pick. Got out there to Grand Junction at age 21 and had himself a really nice rookie ball campaign. uh, While I think that was the last year that Junction was still an affiliate. Played 51 games, hit 8 home runs, 42 ribbies in in 51 games. Uh, I'm sorry, 42 runs, 33 ribbies, 17 stolen bases. Really good all-around season. High walk rate, especially for a rookie, at 14.4%. And an acceptable strikeout rate, definitely, for a guy who's got some pop at 219 In fact, his WRC Plus, his rookie year as again a guy who wasn't necessarily hugely touted coming into the organization as a fourth round pick but definitely you see the tools six foot three 200 pounds guy hits for 185 wrc plus starts to turn some heads earns himself a promotion unfortunately misses an entire season right after that and uh, we we didn't really get into that there that's maybe the one thing i i think in hindsight i should have asked him about that i didn't but other than that uh, we talk a little bit about his experiences so far. 2021 campaign, once the, the pandemic and everything is behind all of us, well, not entirely as we know, but from a baseball playing standpoint, uh, age 23, he's out there. He plays 97 games, 16 home runs, 47 ribbies, 70 runs scored, 21 stolen bases, good for a WRC plus of 110. So, you know, he hit 383, which you you probably not going to continue to do that like he did rookie season, but 280 that next year with a 336 on base, 454 slugging, very very good, what amounted to a, a sophomore campaign, a high A ball. So he even jumped a level there, though that was also during the the reorganization of well, minor league baseball in general. So now here we are at the present in uh the year of 2022 he's moved up to the double a level uh, isn't quite raking as much as he had before but still having a nice season uh played uh, 71 games so far 11 home runs 42 ribbies 41 runs scored and 16 stolen bases hitting just 230 on basing 278 slugging 415 though so you see the doubles and the home runs still with him out there and as most people know moving to double a is the hardest jump in the minors, and then going out to the Eastern League, which is very much a pitcher-friendly league. So all said, the adjustments there, uh, I think you've got to be really intrigued about Brenton Doyle as an outfielder in the Rockies system. Now, just to give you some of the scouting report numbers at the top, the way uh, Fangraphs has him rated out, they see him as having plus raw power at a 60, remember 50 is major league average, and plus speed at a 60 as well. They also see him as roughly a league average defender as of right now at a, at a 50. Uh, as far as the, the hitting and, and game power, that's where they see the, the best ability for Brenton to develop. Uh, they see him at a 30-40 now in terms of the hit and a 30 now but a potential 55 in-game power. So uh, you're looking at a guy here who could bring a really intriguing power-speed combination. He's a good defender. Uh, he's a good athlete, as you'll hear him say here in the interview in just a bit. Uh, he fancies himself an all-around five-tool player and somebody who takes pride in all of those elements of his game. So keep that all in mind as I move it over to my conversation with Brenton Doyle. All right, Brenton, I really appreciate you taking the time, and uh, because this is a a bit of a get-to-know-you, I'd like to start a bit at the beginning with your time here in the organization. Uh, What do you remember about uh, that night in June of 2019, of getting your your name called, and and what were your first kind of thoughts and memories of realizing, I'm going to be a pro, I'm going to be in the Rockies organization?
1: Yeah, um, it was definitely a day to remember. I remember like it was yesterday. Um, it was me and my close family. We were all in the living room watching the TV and uh, about ten selections before my pick. Uh, my agent calls me up saying the Rockies are going to take me, and um, that those ten picks felt like they took forever. But when, once it came, we were all just jumping for joy. I think the whole neighborhood probably could hear us. Um, it was it was awesome. Was it one of
0: those things where your your phone starts blowing up from friends and family and yeah. text messages?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely had a lot of following watching the uh, the same channel because as soon as that happened, it, it my phone was never blew up like it has. So.
0: so what is that process like, or, or I guess you can only answer for yourself, but going from that high of, okay, it's real, like you said, the, that lasted forever, but... Now, the time between the draft and when you actually get to get out there, suit up, and begin your journey, that that had to be an interesting (laughs) wait as well.
1: Yeah, it was a quick turnaround. A few days after, I I got shipped out to Denver to sign a contract. And uh, a few days after that, I was out in Grand Junction, about to play. Luckily, I mean, my college season didn't end too much prior for it so I mean I was still pretty conditioned and season ready so I kind of just jumped right into the rookie ball season
0: yeah that, that's always interesting for me as well especially because Grand Junction is my hometown and uh that, that's a, a fun little area out there with Sam Saplesio Field yeah. so what what was that th- those first couple of days and weeks of getting used to that the altitude the the dryness the heat and, and the ball flying 500 feet that kind of stuff
1: yeah, I think the biggest thing to get used to is definitely the outskirts. You saw the first couple practices tracks, was like you were a little bit more winded than you'd normally be, whether it's just shagging fly balls or doing outfield drills or running the bases. But um, that was about the only thing getting used to. Um, after that, it was, just, it was just playing baseball and having fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, then, then you get into the, the life of the minor leaguer, right, which is basically a, a life on the road. Um, so how have you managed to? I'll start with the the more serious stuff of like the training and the and the dieting, the exercise, the sleeping. How do you find uh, taking care of those parts of your your game and just yourself while you know you've got these eight nine hour long bus rides sometimes?
1: Yeah, for me the biggest part was definitely food. Um, now rookie ball season is tough because you know you're eating meals at. Times of the days where you normally don't eat meals, and and sometimes late at night, the only things open fast food, and you really got to be selective what you put in your body because you got to play the next day. You don't want to feel bad. Um, working out wise, I, I've been a pretty vigorous guy in the gym my whole life, so that wasn't a crazy turnaround or push for me. Um, but yeah, the food was the biggest thing. Um, you know, you're only bus rides even sometimes the only thing you get going through a game or coming back from the game is a, a smash in the gas station, so it was definitely crazy. Uh, thankfully, in recent years, uh, this past year, they, they, they kind of focus on getting us uh, a lot better food um, prior and after games, so I'm very thankful for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good to hear. Um, and now, how about food for the soul, as it were, on those long bus rides. Do you, are you a movie watcher, a book reader, a, a video game player? How do, you, how do you find you pass those times?
1: Um, I like listening to podcasts. Um, just, you know, just trying kind to of keep me entertained, keep my brain working. Um, podcasts, and then uh, I'll FaceTime my, my fiancé a lot. That helps me pass the time by as well.
0: I love hearing when someone's fan of podcasts, not going to lie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a <little> biased, but
0: <laughs> that's cool. Do you, do, are you like, uh, are, is there a particular genre or are, are you like with sports podcasts or more like news, music, food crime?
1: During football season, it definitely gets into sports podcasts. I like fantasy football, so I like keeping up with uh, guys over at Barstool, like part of my and stuff. and other podcasts include like
0: just like news and, and sometimes music as well so. right on
1: right on all right well uh, as as you i'm sure
0: love to do let's let's get out there on the field and talk a little bit about that uh and about your game and your approach um you know I, i'm not gonna <laughs> i have a rule against quoting guys statistics at them but i see some home runs i see some stolen bases i see some doubles uh, do you consider yourself a, a power speed outfielder guy, and, and, and what do you take as, as your kind of approach at what you're really trying to improve upon and accomplish out
1: there? Yeah, um, I definitely consider myself a guy that has the potential to be a, a, a five-tool player. Um, I feel like I have all the tools, and I just, uh, each and every year, I just try to better each one of them. Um, I've been getting bounced around between center and right, recently. I've the more center field. So uh I've just been working on everything I could to both um better myself offensively and offensively and defensively.
0: How does your speed play into that? Uh you know, I, I, to the extent that do you find it as a a bigger tool for you when you're ranging around in the outfield, uh maybe running the bases, like where do you find that becomes uh an important part of your game?
1: Uh both sides of the plate, honestly. Um, I try to make uh, not-so-routine catches out there look routine, and I I make some, some pretty crazy plays. My speed and my, uh, my uh, quickness out there definitely helps me do that. And on the offense, uh, I get infield hits here and there because I bust my butt from home at first, and it definitely put pressure on the defense because they know when I'm running and they, they rush themselves a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's, it, you you got to gotta force it, right? I've always liked this idea in baseball of the, the forced error, and I think it's yeah. something that we should talk about more, right? Because sometimes the, the defensive mistake is just a defensive mistake, but sometimes that guy is hurrying to try to get you, and you have caused that. I always thought the base runner should get a little credit for that. Yeah. Um, and then as, as far as this whole, you know, the launch angle revolution, hitting home runs versus hitting drives in the gap versus – just making sure you're making great contact all the time. How do you find that you uh, are sort of navigating that dynamic as as you're growing in your game? And, uh, you know, how important is it to you to hit the ball in the air versus just making sure you hit it hard as often as possible?
1: I mean, every guy needs to know what kind of player he is. For me, I'm not a guy that's going to go up there and swing out of my shoes and just try to hit home runs because I think my speed plays too much of a factor on a base. Um, I'm just a guy that likes to work gap-to-gap, hit hard line, drives, and I'll run into a home run. Um, that's that's the kind of guy I go up there uh, with the mindset of. Right on.
0: Now, in the outfield, this is something I've also, you know, baseball is a unique sport where you're you're playing a different outfield everywhere you go. Uh, in the minor leagues so far, have you found any that are particularly interesting or that you particularly enjoy? I'm sure you've seen a lot of weird uh outfield ballparks and or ballparks in general outfields to roam around but are there any that stick out
1: um honestly in hartford we probably have the toughest right field um i've ever played minor league baseball i mean i've gotten really good at it now but there's just so many different uh surfaces off the right field wall that can play off and uh it's kind of a higher fence and then Balls, there's like no right field uh, foul territory. So um, as soon as you get in foul territory, you got to fill the wall and you got to make sure that uh, you make the right play on balls, even if they're just hit down the line. So, um, but other than that, I mean, every time we get to a new ballpark, all those outfielders, we we get a good feel of uh, uh, learning the field and learning the wall. But Hartford definitely has uh, one of the most unique ones I've played so far.
0: Yeah, I I think, it and I haven't actually been out to Hartford yet. I've only seen it on on TV and stuff. But it reminds me a little bit of of Coors Field, right? With the high weird wall, like you said, the surfaces because it's a scoreboard. You can get weird caroms, and then very little foul territory over there. So, um, and, and that's sort of where where we move on and, and finish the conversation, right? Is when you think forward, because man, I know as ball players, especially, you guys got to be day to day at bat to at bat. Right, um, yeah. but how often do you find yourself sort of thinking about your goals for the future, where you want to be, how to get there, and how to manifest, you know, the dream of playing at Coors Field one day?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, all of our ultimate goal, are all of our ultimate goal, is to, you know, be playing uh, in Denver for the Rockies at Coors Field. Um, but you know, where we're at in this level, you got to take things day by day. You can't. You can't jump the gun and uh, look too far ahead or you'll get drowned in the process. Um, so you got to take things slow, and you got to trust yourself, and um, if you do that, everything will work out. All
0: right, on, man. Well,
1: I appreciate you
0: taking the time. Is there anything else? I know uh, you've been having a nice couple of weeks here. Hartford's been having a nice season, uh, a lot of good stuff out there. Um, but if there's anything else you want to plug or let us know, man, uh, where can people like find your social media stuff like that, or if you're active?
1: Um, yeah, I'll I have to look up my. Uh, I don't know my top <laughs> of my head right now. Here, hold on. I love that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Instagram 22. Twitter, you can get me at uh, at brentondoyle7. Um, I post a lot of stuff on about my family, my fiance, my daughter, and uh, and baseball. So. If uh, just want to keep up with me, you'll get some uh, stupid apps to do so. Yeah.
0: Family, we're big on family and baseball out here. So, yes, um, we are. Right on. All right, I appreciate you taking the time, Brenton. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season, and I'll catch up with you next time. Thanks, Drew. Once again, I would like to thank Brenton for his time and encourage everyone out there who's interested in following the rest of his journey to. Check out those Instagram accounts and Twitter accounts. At the very least, you know, swing by the Fangrass page, the MILB.com, however, you're following Rocky's prospects and keep him on your radar. I do appreciate him taking the time uh, to chat with me. The uh, As we got into a little bit there, and these guys don't complain about it, and they, and they shouldn't a, a lot of the time, but you know, the life of a guy out on the road can be really grueling and demanding. There can be a lot of time that you don't get. To decide whether it's, you know, downtime or you're playing sports, or you're working out, or as he talked about, maybe listening to podcasts or, or chatting with family or whatever, there's a, very little of your time actually just belongs to you, especially when you're a minor league baseball player. Uh, and there's a lot that these guys are asked of. And so I always appreciate it when they can take time out of their day and out of their schedule. And, you know, he's got like anybody else, like any other ball player, right? He's got a game today. (laughs) Like They've always got a game today. And so I appreciate that as well. Uh, I am going to get back into obviously here in the next couple of days, how this road trip has gone, I'm probably not going to dive too deep into getting swept by L.A., which was remarkably predictable, but I do have to talk a bit about uh, Jose Ureña and some of the stuff that went on there. That's a really fun and interesting story and, uh, you know, a nice game for Randall Gritchick and a good win over Arizona in Game 1 there, but we'll get to all of that in the next episode. I wanted to make sure this one can just be uh, for Brendan. So, thank you all for listening into this episode. Let me know what you thought out there on the Twitter and the Discord channel, wherever you find me, Matt Drew Creisman. You can find us all out there in the world celebrating baseball together. So, hopefully, you will continue to be absolutely awesome out there. You know that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creisman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ball.